This episode has been brought to you by Baby Trend. With three toddlers, you best believe I am all about consolidation and only purchase baby gear that I actually use on the daily, like my Baby Trend Race Tech Jogger. It's a lightweight stroller with all the necessary bells and whistles, and it actually motivates me to go for a run outside the neighborhood. Hello, off roading. It's compatible with my Baby Trend Cover Me 4 in 1 car seat. It has a four position rotating handle with flex grip for comfort and easy jogging. Handles are height adjustable for a personalized jogging experience. All terrain tires for smooth push and riding. A comfort cabin with plush padded seating, a UPF 50 canopy with visor and rotating child's tray, and a parent's tray with innovative phone positioner that holds the phone in landscape or portrait mode and has two cup holders. That's where my aluminum water bottle goes and the iced coffee I treat myself with post-workout. The Baby Trend Race Tech Jogger is available at Target or Target.com, where all moms find sanctuary. Enjoy your run, mama. At the end of the day, every mom is just trying to do the best she can. And every mom is wiping butts, period. None of us have enough sleep. We all worry that we're ruining their lives. We, none of us trust our own instincts. And that's the premise of the show. So when we expanded, we knew we could because it wasn't our stories that we were telling. We were telling everyone's stories. As moms, we often wonder, am I doing enough for my kids? I'm here to tell you, you are super mama. That's because we have an undeniable superpower, our intuition, and it never steers us wrong. I call it our mom sense. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadda Gupta, and I'm the host of That's Total Mom Sense. I'm a journalist, entrepreneur, wife, and mom of three, twins plus one. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full, On my podcast, I interview influential moms from various industries and cover topics that all first-time parents grapple with, from getting your baby to sleep to screen time allowance, your new normal in your marriage, and how to dedicate time to yourself. Learn and laugh along with that total mom sense. You know what's an interesting concept? We as mothers are essentially a band of mothers and we have to stick together and fill the gaps uh, and create our very own symphony (laughs) that is life. I absolutely love the women behind the brand Band of Mothers, Shayna Firm and Tracy T. They have a podcast by the same name and they came up with a comedy national tour road show called the pump and dump show, which was hilarious, got rave reviews. And this year had a Mother's Day Eve event, which was both live and with audience and virtual so that anyone across the globe could watch it. And it was brilliant. It was hilariously funny. And I love the fact that they created their own day, Mother's Day Eve, to honor all of us as really hardworking, badass moms. So here's a little bit about them. 
Shayna Firm started her acting career at the theater school at DePaul University in Chicago, and then spent 11 years in New York doing film and theater and producing and performing music, stand-up, and sketch comedy. After having a baby in the Big Apple and immediately becoming pregnant with her second child, whoops, she and her family moved to her hometown of Denver, Colorado. Weeks after baby number two was born and always in search of a creative project, she and her lifelong friend Tracy T launched the Pump and Dump Show, a much-needed mom's night out event that quickly grew to a national touring production written, produced, and starring Shayna and Tracy. The pair toured for five years before replicating the show to star additional casts of new moms and co-founding their umbrella brand, Band of Mothers Media. Her current role in the company, outside of co-hosting the Band of Mothers podcast, is Chief Creative Officer for all the branches of the business, as well as the current touring productions. Tracy T. double majored in theater and English at Hillsdale College and quickly moved to L.A., where she worked as an actor, trained in improv comedy with the Groundlings, and used her comedic flair as a freelance writer and purveyor of art and handmade goods in L.A.'s burgeoning art scene. After seven years in L.A., Tracy and her husband moved back to her native home of Denver, Colorado, to start a family. Not long after her daughter was born, she dove back into live comedy with her lifelong friend, Shayna, and they developed a parentally incorrect night out for moms. Now, Tracy is Band of Mothers Media's CEO. She lives with her husband of 19 years, their 10-year-old daughter, and recently made the happy mistake of adopting a third dog. Thanks, COVID. (laughs) I am so excited to welcome Trey and Shay to the show. Thank Thank you. you. We're so happy. I'm so glad you guys are here because it's wonderful being part of your community and you make motherhood fun. (laughs) <laughs> and we need that. We need that. We need Agree. friends in our corner that are are helping us navigate the tough times and laugh at ourselves. I want to just kind of start with your childhood. What was it like being a baby Tracy and a baby Shayna growing up? <laughs> it's an interesting question. Tracy, why don't you start? Yeah, I had a good childhood. I grew up in Parker, Colorado. I'm a Colorado native, third generation actually, and kind of lived out in the sticks. So I grew up on three and a half acres of land, which isn't a lot, but these days sounds like a dream. And the older I get, and as I watch my daughter grow up in the city, I'm like, oh, all those days I spent walking around in the fields and collecting rocks and climbing trees and building forts was just such a gift. So yeah, no complaints. My parents got divorced. So that was a bummer. I have a sister, a younger sister who acts like my older sister. Everyone lives in Colorado. So the only people who don't live in Colorado in my family are my husband's brother and his kids. And they live in Wichita, which isn't that far. And my husband's dad and stepmom who live in England. So otherwise, everyone's in Colorado. So we're just a big old happy family. And there's just a lot of grandparents and cousins and aunts and uncles and all the rest. Oh my God. That sounds so awesome. I love it. Shana, what about you? So I have a teeny tiny family. (laughs) 
<laughs> and nobody lives in Colorado. Although I grew up here, I was born in Los Angeles. And then my parents, who both came from not very consistent family situations, met when they were in junior high school have been together ever since. And they took us to live on a Pacific Island for a couple of years. And then somehow we ended up in Colorado because they had really close friends who lived here. So when I was growing up, you know, we were the only Jews in like a small town in Parker, Colorado, (laughs) where Tracy grew up too. We both grew up in the same town. I have an older brother. My parents, I was a latchkey kid. My parents both worked and I don't remember a lot about doing a lot of things with them, but um, (laughs) I, yeah, that was how I grew up. And then when I graduated high school, was like, I, uh, I'm going to the big city and I went to Chicago and then I went from Chicago to New York City and then I had babies and ended up back here in Denver. And now I'm also married to Tracy T. So <laughs> how fun. I love it. I love it. I love the dynamic you both have. How did you two meet? Eighth grade. So she was this tall, blonde, beautiful cheerleader who, if you know her, you know that it wasn't like she actually was that persona, like that cliche persona, but to like a, someone who was missing eight teeth till she was 16, um, <laughs> like an abused child who just needed a friend. I was like, Oh my God, Tracy T is talking to me. Oh, that's <laughs> and, so um, We became friends and started doing theater together in junior high school. And that's how we met. And we were close all through high school. And then we went to colleges kind of close together. So we used to go visit each other. Well, Tracy would come to Chicago <laughs> to visit me. I went to a small town. She never yeah. knew. <laughs> I'm like, I'll come to you. I'm coming to Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. yeah. Um, so that's how we met. We've been close forever. Tell us about a little bit about your career milestones, and then we're going to hear how it all culminated. So I went to school for theater and English, and a couple years after graduation, moved to LA where I pursued Hollywood acting, studied improv with the Groundlings for years and years, and then eventually kind of fell into freelance writing is just a way to make some extra money. I wasn't in love with being a bartender and I didn't love that life. And, and then really didn't love Hollywood all that much either. Didn't really love being on movie sets, but we loved living in LA at the time. It was such a, and I was there with my then boyfriend, now husband. So somewhere in the middle of that, I was just sort of looking for something to do that was keeping me creative, but not necessarily showing up on movie sets and sitting for hours and hours and paying my SAG dues. And I knew all these friends who were super artistic. They were makers. It was kind of in the time right before Etsy came on and people were making handbags and t-shirts and paintings (laughs) and murals and shoes and jewelry and all the things. And I had all these creative friends and all of them were broke and they were making these beautiful things and they never knew how to sell it. And I can't make anything, but I knew I could sell it. And so I kind of started a business that was sort of like a pre-Etsy type where I just repped LA designers and artists. And I really honed in on my writing. And I'm also a third generation. Everyone in my family on my dad's side has always been an entrepreneur and owned their own business. So it's sort of in my blood. And I just kind of fell into it and paid a guy an ice cream to build a website for me before Wix and all that came on. And, <laughs> and it was great. It worked out really great. It was during the height of like daily candy. So I was getting press all the time. I would just wake up and there would be orders. And, you know, it just was one of those great times where everything just clicked. Yeah. And around, I was about 2930. I always tell the story, like I was walking down the street to a Trader Joe's and was starting to kind of like grumble at the cars that were driving past me. 
And then another within the same time period, I was pulling into a Trader Joe's parking lot and a man spit on my car because he didn't like where I parked. And I was like, I think we need to leave LA now. It's time. Yes. Oh my goodness. That crazy vibe. And I was just turning into a crazy, bitter city person. And so we decided to move back to Colorado. But in that, in that time, I had met a business partner who had approached me and loved what I was doing with my company and wanted to invest and kind of grow it. And I was like, well, that sounds delightful and you're great, but I'm moving back to Denver. And she said, that's amazing. It's so much easier to run a business out of Colorado than it is in California. So great. So I went to Colorado with this business and owned an e-commerce site that kind of the same thing repped independent designers and artists for many years until 2008 hit. And that was the first kind of recession dip and bust. And it really affected our business. And then by 2010, I had finally gotten pregnant, which was had taken me a long time. I was going through fertility treatments during those five or six years. And when I had the baby, my partners were kind of like, yeah, we're done. Things are getting bigger. E-commerce is getting bigger. That's when like Guild Group and Hot Look and all the kind of deal of the day sites were sweeping everyone off the map. And it just was getting harder and harder. And so we closed down and I moved into consulting. I kind of did that when my daughter was a newborn and Shay moved back to Colorado after our girls are three weeks apart. So Shay came back to Colorado and we kind of did businessy stuff for a little bit until we fell into the show. So that's, I don't know if that's milestones, but that's my crazy work story. (laughs) Yes. No. And I love, I love the arc and the fact that you were out West and tried your hand and decided this isn't for me. And it's, you know, it's a rat race and you really have to be intentional about what you want to spend your time on. And you knew you wanted to use your creative juices elsewhere. And you guys figured that out in an amazing way. Yeah. And the one thing I always knew about myself is that I could, I always say I'm a team player, but I, it's always got to be my team. I can't play on other people's teams. So I knew that I was always probably going to work for myself in some capacity, but I also knew that I wanted to always work, but I wanted to be home for my family. So at a very young age, like in my early twenties, I sort of had set that in motion. That was the only thing I really knew I wanted. So I was just fortunate to be able to build a business or several businesses that allowed me to stay home, even while I was just trying to get pregnant. You know, when Shay and I came together, all of that was in place and all those skills, all those trials and tribulations and adventures I had had as a business person and Shay could speak to hers as well came together and it just was like a perfect fit to, to launch the pump and show totally wow. seamlessly. And it was, it was all just meant to happen. And when I leave, when I left LA, I said, you know, I could probably, I can see myself coming back here, like Jessica Tandy years, like I'll come back and be the crazy grandma that goes on auditions. And that sounds <laughs> delightful when you don't care anymore and you just want to have fun. Yes. Um, but I was just too tall and too independent, I think to, to deal with that life. So yeah. Oh my gosh. I love it. And Shay, what about you? What's your arc like? I went to a theater conservatory and then in Chicago and then got really, really lucky that my first play out of school moved to New York City. So I was like, I'm going, I'm 23. I'm not attached to anything and I'm going to New York. So I moved to New York with this great play and had this really amazing start. And then Once the play was over and I was kind of doing the life out there, I realized that I needed to be performing like all the time and I couldn't sit around and wait for parts or this is just the way that I am. And so (laughs) I got into comedy because I could write and perform anytime I wanted. 
So I would go and do three, four or five shows a week. It was the alt scene was very big at the time and just like in rooms in the back of bars. And I was always a musical comedian. And then I also had a sketch comedy group that I wrote and produced for. So I was starting getting my producing chops at the same time. And then I would get a commercial that would kind of pay for the next six months until that (laughs) money ran out. And then so that I could just like do comedy. My husband, who I've been with since age 22, we weren't married then, but he decided to go to law school when he was 31. So I ended up getting, instead of a bartending job that time, I ended up working as a receptionist at a design firm and learning graphic design through just like watching the creative directors and learning from them because it was just something I was always interested in. Um, And I went from doing that between auditions and doing comedy at night to getting hired by a girlfriend that worked at a lifestyle and publicity firm to basically make their press clips because they used to literally like photocopy them. They were like, well, why don't you just use Photoshop and make them pretty? I'm like, no problem. Well, I was there for five years. And by the end of the five years, I was the art director and created an entire design department for Bullfrog and Baum, which is this big lifestyle and hospitality firm in New York. And at that point, I had been trying to get pregnant, got pregnant and left thinking I was starting like an invitation company with this other friend of mine that I worked with. And then it was like, as soon as my kid was born, my husband and I were like, we got to leave New York. Like we just knew we had to get out of the city. And by the time we were moving, I was actually pregnant with my second kid. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, When my first kid was nine months old, like found out Monday, moved Thursday, actually did mushrooms Sunday, found out Monday. (laughs) It's a whole other story. Oh my goodness. Thursday. Um, he's fine. He's totally he's fine. Totally yeah. fine. <laughs> um, he's totally fine. <laughs> totally. No delays at all. And no. um, <laughs> oh my gosh, he's, I'm just giving you a heart. No, he's, he's per- so great. He's perfect. And so then moved Thursday and moved back to Denver. And that's didn't know what I was going to do with myself. Had really, really was trying to get this design company still going at the same time. But at, at that point, had two tiny babies. And Tracy was consulting, so she would have me do some design work for her. And of course, we'd reconnected as moms and friends. And next thing we know, there's this bar down the street because we, you know, just moved to Denver. And I'm like, I gotta be producing a comedy show. (laughs) I was like, I gotta get back on stage. And granted, I had been nine months pregnant, like literally walking on the subway with my guitar on my back down to the lower west, uh, West Village to do shows like on a Monday and gave birth on a Thursday. Like, it's so hard for me to stop. So so here I was with two tiny babies. I think Bo was probably four weeks old when we had the idea. And there was a stage at a bar down the street and I knew the owner. And so Tracy and I had a play date and are sitting in an apple. What were chilies? We were sitting in chilies. And I was like, what about a show called the pump and dump show? Cause I'd been in the shower and I was like squirting milk everywhere. And I was like, Oh God, I just, what about a show called the pump and dump? That's for moms to kind of like metaphorically get things off their chest. And yeah. just to get out and relax a little because all the listservs and the groups mm-hmm. were just like, everyone was so nervous about everything. And I just felt like everyone needed an hour break to laugh about this because like, what a ridiculous life we were living yes. as new moms. Oh yes. That's when it started, which is crazy because now our kids are nine and 10. Wow. To circle back, everything that Tracy did leading up to her consulting and to all of her comedy and writing experience and everything that I did in New York, including the graphic design and marketing for my own shows. It's like it all culminated into what now is Band of Mothers Media. And like, if you had asked either of us 10 years ago, if 
we would be running a company based on being a mom, writing music and comedy about motherhood. I would have told you that sounds terrible, but yeah. it's so awesome. We love it. That's so incredible. I love it. So tell us about how Pump and Dump as a show came to be because you toured the country. Yeah, you know, it It was like Shana said, we, it came to be over a play date with, we we're trying to shove our kids into a booth at Chili's and we talked <laughs> about it there while everyone's eating that nasty Kraft mac and cheese that they charge you $8 for, even though it's just like the powdered cheese. Right. And we just sort of literally threw a show together. I mean, neither one of us had had more than two hours of sleep and, and had tiny little babies. And we showed up at this bar and I don't know, Shay, did you even put flyers out in the neighborhood? Oh yeah. I like walked around the neighborhood with my stroller and my baby strapped on me, like hanging flyers. Yeah. Mm. And it was so lo-fi. And when we showed up, it was, there were 75 people there waiting to see the show. So we did it. It probably was not very good, but it was fun. And we felt great just getting out of the house ourselves. And so we came back the next night, the next month and walked in and the manager of the bar was like wide eyed when we walked in and he said, people have been calling all day long asking for reservations for groups of 15, groups of 12, (laughs) groups of 10. He goes, we're a bar. We don't even take reservations. I don't know where to put all these people. (laughs) And so we quickly realized that there was a need that needed to be met very quickly And so we just kind of went with it. It was the same, it was the same thing for like my first company, kind of right time, right place. The tide just keeps you moving. And we stayed there for, I don't know, four or five months, maybe tops. And we're performing to a bar of people, honestly, almost hanging from the rafters. It was so full and still doing it for free because we didn't even really know what or why, or we didn't even feel like we had value or reason. To At charge. the time we were like, we could never charge moms for coming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> even though it were like spending money on stuff and it was so funny. And, um, and then we eventually moved to this really sort of prestigious cabaret, small cabaret theater in downtown Denver and charged $10 a ticket, which we agonized over. <laughs> like, is, new, is everyone going to hate us? Are they going to be so mad at us? And then stayed at that cabaret theater for about six months. Same thing, selling out, moms calling, begging. They were breaking fire code every performance <laughs> so people could sit in the aisles. And then we added a second show just like eight miles away in South Denver that was a 380-seat theater. So we were doing two theaters selling out twice a month in the same town. So same thing. Like we were obviously on to something. I think Shay had, people had asked in Northern California, like you guys should come out and do the show. And we thought, okay. The that first was our show, first one. Yeah. yeah. And we we just didn't know what we were doing. And, but that was... <laughs> we were so happy because we broke even. And yeah. we were like... <laughs> we were like, oh, we could go and it'll all be paid for by the show and like had no intention. I mean, which is funny because we have such business backgrounds, but we just, it was like hard for us to believe that like, you could make money doing that. This could be our job. That San Francisco show turned into our first tour, which turned into our second tour. And all of a sudden we're like on our eighth national tour, 60 plus cities across the country that we go back to over and over again. And it was just Tracy and I, but as a mom, imagine we would get up in the morning, get on a plane, go to a city, like on a Wednesday, do a show that Take night. Take the kids to preschool first before we get to the plane. Well, yeah, if we got, oh if we were, if we, if we scheduled it, right, depending on where we were flying. Yeah. And then we would finish the show, give, because we love to like, at the end, we give all the moms hugs and stand around and like take pictures and like talk to everybody because that's yeah. like a big part of it. So we do that. We get back to our hotel in the middle of, you know, usually a Hilton Garden Inn in the middle of nowhere. 
sleep for three hours and get on a 4 a.m. or 5 a.m. flight so that we could be home by pickup for the kids the next day because they were so little and it was so hard for us to be gone. And we did this every week for like five years (gasps) until... Tracy literally was on my couch crying one day being like, we are doing something else. So, (laughs) so what we decided to do at that point was find new moms to be us because the show has never been about us. And it's always been about the moms. And so we were like, all right, let's stop paying ourselves. Let's raise some money. Let's produce the expansion, the national expansion of the pump and dump show. And we, we had two casts, one out of Chicago, one out of LA. And they were just about to start their second tour. And we were just about to be back in the black in May of 2020 and had to shut everything down in March of 2020. So we lost everything. Oh my God. Everything. Um, And it was a virtual show this year. Yeah, it was virtual for you. It was really interesting. It was a live stream show. Um, And so we, and just to back up a little bit, just if people haven't heard of the Pump Dump Show before, it's 50% music written and performed by Shay. Then the other 50% is games, segments. So it's more, it's less stand-up or skit. And it's more like a late night talk show format. Skit, not um, skit. They say skit. Um, <laughs> not a, we made a decision early on that we didn't want this to be like navel gazily about our lives. We didn't feel comfortable throwing our kids under the bus mm. or entertainment fodder. Yeah. Nor did we feel like we needed to throw our husbands under the bus. We're fortunately very happily married and we like men. And right, right. that they have value. And so we really just focus on the things that everyone has in common that are effed up and hilarious about parenting. Because the truth is, whether you're single, married, polygamous, you don't use cloth diapers, you feed your kids only McDonald's. At the end of the day, every mom is just trying to do the best she can. And every mom is wiping butts, period. Yes. None of us have enough sleep. We all worry that we're ruining their lives. We None of us trust our own instincts. And that's the premise of the show. So when we expanded, we knew we could because it wasn't our stories that we were telling. We were telling everyone's stories. Yes. And we were able to transfer ourselves to the podcast, which continued the conversation with Shana and Tracy and let the show live on its own and helped us to expand the brand and really, you know, gave Tracy and I another place to be creative as women who didn't have five and unders anymore. Now our kids are nine and 10. So we can talk about, and we're in our forties, you know, like we did a show in, um, what was it? Des Moines. The first time we said we were like 40 and there were like from the 26 year old moms in the audience, like gas. <laughs> like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm 41 with one kid. And they're just like, Ooh, you know, yeah. he's eight. And they, and we, you know, we, we aged ourselves out of our show. I mean, it, at some point when you have littles and you probably understand this right now, kind of yeah. like, you don't, you probably look at us and think there's no way I'm going to have a 10 year old anything. Like I, you yeah. can't even see. I, I, yeah. I cannot see past that. But then again, I, I look back and I remember nursing and pumping and that feels like a very distant memory, yeah. even though it was right? two years ago. Yeah, isn't I mean, that funny? Yeah, I went like office space on that Medela pump and was like, <laughs> again. but I, I feel you. I, I, I feel like you don't really know what's you know next until you're in it. Here are a few snippets from the show that Shana and Tracy did on Mother's Day Eve. And I hope you enjoy it. Now, look. I never thought I would give my daughter formula. Just like I never thought I'd have that threesome in college. But you know, you just gotta go with the flow sometimes. 
But after I got over it all, I realized that my dreams did come true. I was a freaking mom. And who cares if I didn't have a basketball team? Who cares if I wasn't trotting around town with a gaggle of children like Hilaria Baldwin? Oh, I, it's Hilaria. Right. Sorry. Okay. Better example. I mean, who cares if I wasn't Earth Mother Joanna Gaines just like popping out one kid after another and going back and flipping houses and just never looking bad? Just like popping out another one, just lying there. Yeah. And then like chips in the corner, always just like making something out of wood while she's like popping out another baby's all sweaty in a t shirt. Did you know that Joanna Gaines' babies come out clean? Well, yeah, obviously. And bathed in lavender oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and they're holding shiplap. Yeah, in a hospital made of shiplap. Yeah, in like a whitewashed hospital yeah. of shiplap. Yeah, like of all color. It's all like monochromatic. Just laying there with And her like hair. her hair, her hair never falls out. No, of course it wouldn't fall out. No. But if it did, she would weave a beautiful hearth and hand basket for her babies to sleep in. Of course she would. And yeah. every single one of us would buy it from Target for $48.99, for sure. Because, you know, $48.99 is like 30 bucks. You know, it's like 30 bucks. I'll cook all organic every meal My tits will stay up high and full I feel like a goddess when I'm giving birth And I won't want an epidural Lies, lies, these are all lies My marriage will get stronger <laughs> My husband's penis longer I'll still hang with all of my friends And the ones without kids will mind it when I talk about my kids Lies, lies, these are the lies Babies are cheap and that when they go to sleep, we'll get shit done. Two, three, hey! Lie, 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 these are lies that we tell ourselves. Babies are cheap and that when they go to sleep, we'll get shit done. My tits will stay the same. My tits will stay the same. We'll still have the energy to fuck you. Hey! Oh, so I have one of each. I have a boy and a girl, and they're 18 months apart. Life is terrible. <laughs> um, but when you have one of each, you cannot help but compare, right? Like, who... Uh, potty trained quicker, who's more independent, who catches on to things quicker. Well, it's always the girl. <laughs> like, like my son, he'll, um, he'll put on a pair of pants on top of another pair of pants. Yes. Yes. So he's genius. Um, <laughs> it's true. But everyone knows you are completely obsessed with your son. I'm, I'm a scooch obsessed. Like, just like a scooch of crazy. <laughs> scooch of crazy obsessed with my son. Yep. But here's the thing. What I'm about to say right now does not mean that I love one of my children more. Because I love them exactly the same. <laughs> but, <laughs> this is the best way to describe it. I, uh, I would like my daughter to grow up and be president of the United States. And I would like for my son to grow up and snuggle with me when he's 50. Like, equal successes, equally, equally valuable to me. So I wrote this song for my son, and I think all of you with boys will very much understand. All right, back to our chat. Thank you again to my sponsors. And now let's get back to the interview. 
What did you find to be most hilarious in your motherhood journey? From Mm -hmm. the very first show that Tracy was describing at that bar, we would have moms write down on a note card the most fucked up thing their kid did. And then we would read them. So every show is different because we have a whole like bucket of stories from people in that audience. And we've had amazing moments, right? Where like moms have... It's well, been, you can't it's make very, this stuff up. Yeah, you just yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Only imagine. Oh my God. Yeah. One of mine is that my son went through a little phase like they all do where, at least I hope they all do, where, where he was eating his boogers, which is super gross. Oh, yeah. Right? And he was in the car and I could see him and he was picking his nose. And I said, well, don't eat that. Don't eat your booger. And he goes, well, I don't eat them anymore. And I was like, okay, well, where do you, what do you do with them? And he goes, I put them in my ear. <laughs> I was thinking like wipe on the car seat or yeah. Okay. That would be a normal thing to do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Tracy, you got to tell your shower story. Oh, can I? It's hard on a podcast. So (laughs) my daughter and I were taking a shower and you know how when you're taking a shower, the water runs down. I like to call it my winter bush. Uh, Because in Colorado, we don't shave a lot. (laughs) So it's like a stream of water. And my daughter was so tiny. She was standing under me and she put her head under the water of my winter bush and was like rinsing out her hair. And then you like, I don't want to move. I got to like, let this happen. I, yeah, uh, I was like, that's fair. You know, it's like a mini shower. It's like a mini, you got to get the warm water where you can, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. you know, and that's, it's been great working, you know, being a partner with Shay. Cause we, we just keep laughing about how ridiculous everything is, you know, yeah. and it, it's all ridiculous. I mean, my daughter at 10 is even more ridiculous than she was at three because now she thinks she's doing something right. And she thinks she's being cool. And she's just an idiot. Like, she's right, like right. you know, she's trying so hard to be grown up. And I'm just like, Oh, you're missing the mark so badly, but okay. you're um, just going to roll with it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's so funny. Tell us about band of mothers media. What do you guys focus on now? So because we expanded the show, we expanded the company. And at the time before COVID, we had a nice big staff of amazing, mostly moms who kind of helped us build this thing. And we gave the show to these other casts so that Tracy and I could really build the brand and really build the community and try to work on our longer term goals with this being our career. So, you know, as entrepreneurs who are super creative, we obviously expanded into a podcast because that is such a great creative outlet for us. And we have really fun, exciting new things happening with that. So follow along. And then of course, all of the obligatory social stuff that we have to keep up is a large part of our business. Tracy earlier commented that she can't make anything, but that is so untrue because in her 40-year-old rediscovery of who she is, she started like foraging oils and herbs and making these unbelievable products like bath and body products that she used to just make for fun, like for in her house, because she's very, she's very good at that kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. then all of her friends are like, Oh my God, this is the best oil that I've ever put on my body or in my bath. You have got to make it for the public. And that gave us the idea for 
expand a mother's market. So we would love to kind of end up being the Etsy for moms, right? So where moms who make things because they're at home with their kids or because they just need a hobby or like some (laughs) other thing to make them feel like a woman. Yeah. Um, You know, we have a place for them to put that stuff. And so it's bomb.market and Tracy sells her line of stuff. Do you want to tell them? I'm totally talking about you. Okay. No, (laughs) better you than me. (laughs) Um, It's incredible. She makes bath salts out of foraged pine needles from her dad's ranch. I mean, it's no joke and they're so great. So that's another part of the company, as well as a website we started when COVID happened called Moms Who Make Money, where we just want to inspire and help educate moms on what, what's an affiliate program? How do you self-publish? What's crypto? Like We have all these different ways that we want to connect with moms to help women feel empowered. Especially when you're a mom and, and say you consider yourself a stay-at-home mom, do you do you want to figure out a way to have an income where you still have freedom? Not for everybody, but if it's for you, we want you to have a place to go. You know, we created an app as well as a social media platform for moms that wasn't Facebook. And just know that, and you know, we're now it's just Tracy and I. <laughs> So we're working hard to make these things exist in the long run, but a little tight right now. we're a little tight right now, but yeah. we're, you know, figuring it out. But that's part of, you know, the entrepreneurial process. Like you yeah. win some, you lose some, you, sometimes you can't put all of your focus. Like it's summer and Tracy and I also have learned being moms for as long as we have and working and helping moms for as long as we have. Sometimes you need a goddamn summer. Yes. So like, you know, we work to the bone and then we also realize like, I really want to float in the stock tank pool with my kid today. Right. And that sucks because we're so hard on ourselves, I think, as moms in general, but especially entrepreneurial moms. So yeah, all of these things exist and we're we're gonna make them, we're gonna come back to life, we swear. I always end with the last same three questions. And so the first is your mom sense moment. What is a moment where you just blindly trusted that intuition we have? I love that question so much. Mm-hmm. Um I would say for me, one of the biggest ones for my kid was switching her school Mm. to elementary school. And it just wasn't, even though we loved the school and really believed in it, it wasn't a right fit for her. And in a matter of like two weeks, when I asked the question to my daughter, if she wanted to change schools, I never in a million years thought she would ever say yes, because she didn't, she's very shy and she doesn't like change a lot. And she said yes, like emphatically. Wow. And from that moment, again, everything just went. And two weeks later, we had her enrolled in a private school that I never thought she would go to, that I never thought she'd get accepted to, that I never thought we could afford. And she was like a new kid. She was a different kid. Changed everything. Wow. Good for you guys. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Shane, what about you? I think for me, my, my journey with my son has always been a little more difficult. Like he was more, he was the more difficult baby. He's a little bit more sensitive of a kid. And I think that protecting that and not fighting against that has been a real like long-term mom sensical thing, (laughs) especially because he had torticollis as a baby and had some physical, like mind body connection issues. So he had delayed um, fine motor skills, nothing to do with the mushrooms. You guys just (laughs) And, um, but he's so wonderful in so many other ways that I feel like my gut has always been to nurture that and not push him. And like now he's going to a chiropractor for migraine. There's always been something a little off and I've always trusted it. And he's, he's actually becoming an easier one now. And my tween daughter is way more difficult. So, you know, it's, uh, I feel like I've done a good job with, with that. You have, you've done a great job. Let's not forget our quote of the day. 
and a quote that you live by? Well, as a mom, the best one ever is the days are long and the years are short. Time passes so quickly. And in the middle of at two in the afternoon, when you don't think you can even lift your arms, that day goes so quickly. Then another day goes and another day goes and then it's a year. And if you don't pause, if you don't give yourself grace and give yourself a summer to relax with your kids, it's all going to be gone. So I, I really do try to remind myself of that often. And I think as an entrepreneur, as a Aries type A Enneagram 8, comparison is the thief of joy is probably something mm-hmm. that I always come back to because I can be so hard on myself compared to other people. But the older I get, I just don't, I just don't care anymore. It's so freeing. It's still hard. It's, I work on it a lot, but I'm not willing to let people steal my joy anymore. It's now time for mom hall when we share products we love. Is there a product that you're loving right now that you want to share? Gosh, we, we love so many um <laughs> we're like always excited what did you buy for father's day shay oh so Ooh. i got my dad a tushy which is a bidet and we got it by working with them for the podcast and i think it's the best product ever not only for butt cleaning but periods and i'm completely obsessed with it <laughs> and i just thought it was like the best present to get my dad so if you're still thinking about it no if you didn't get your dad a present because it'll probably air later Go or just get a present for anyone. Or just get yourself yeah. a tushy. They're, tushy they're 100 bucks and it's like so worth it. Life-changing. It's, it's such a, a great company. Yeah, it's amazing. Just spray your it. booty. Lastly, where can my listeners find you? Follow us on Band of Mothers Official on the gram. We have a podcast called Band of Mothers Podcast available wherever you listen to podcasts. We drop new episodes every Tuesday at this point. And we are here for you. We're here every week. And there's a bunch of fun stuff on there with great experts, including Kanika. Yeah, we'd love for you to check it out. We we focus on what it's like to be a woman through the lens of being a mom. Oh, I love it. This is so great. I, I'm so glad that I'm part of this uh, community and we've become friends. Mm-hmm. So all of you listening, go follow Shay and Trey, the founders of Band of Mothers and the Pump and Dumb Show, you will be thoroughly, thoroughly entertained. Oh, thank you. Thank it's, you. It's so such a blessing that so we, this, you're the reason we love our job. So thank you so much. We yeah. love what you're doing. Thanks for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed the laughs. I love that Tracy and Shayna have created a space for us to just laugh in the face of motherhood and, you know, not take life so seriously because the daily challenges are ongoing and we should be able to poke fun at all the stuff going on and enjoy ourselves and have fun. As you all know, I recently aired my 100th episode of That's Total Mom Sense, which was a huge, huge milestone for me. And so I am doing a giveaway I now have merch, which is so, so awesome. And it's on my website under the shop tab. So if you just visit thatstotalmomsense.com and shop, you will see the tanks and tees and hoodies and mugs and all sorts of comfy things that you need when listening to a podcast. Soon we'll have earbuds and cozy socks and my own chai, 
all this stuff is just going to enhance your podcast listening experience. But for now, just shop for a mug and take your very own mugshot. Cute, right? So take a mugshot with your That's Total Mom Sense mug and post it on social media. Tag me at Kanika Chadda Gupta and at That's Total Mom Sense, my two handles. And I am going to pick a winner. Whoever is most creative and funny with their mugshot uh, wins. I'm so excited to see what all of you mamas come up with for your mugshots. And the winner receives a $100 Amazon gift card for me. So do enter the contest. Support. I'm so happy to have you as part of my That's Total Mom Sense tribe. And as always, I provide you with my email. I love getting your feedback and and hearing your personal stories and messages and testimonials. So write to me at That's Total Mom Sense at gmail.com. And always trust your mom sense. Stay strong, super mamas. See you next time. That's total mom sense.